Hey, welcome back to 88.7 FM, WLUW, Radio 1 Chicago. I'm Weekend Gabe. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio 1 Chicago for all the latest in news and great music and album reviews. Hey, that kind of rhymed. Uh, but joining me now, an author, musician, blogger, tormentor of children, everything in far in between. I joke. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, Press Maxon joins us. How you doing, man? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I know. I'm, you I'm were excited. Really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna do whatever I can, man, to make this go, <laughs> to make this go viral for you. Yeah. Like, I mean, I will stand on the desk. Is that? Is this load bearing? Is this uh, desk load bearing? You know, I. I think it might. It I might don't think it you? is. No. No. I'm big, dude. I'm big. You. You have not seen my pecs under this shirt. <laughs> I'm big. You, I was gonna add. That was gonna be my first question. If you lift, how big are my pecs? pecs? Well, <laughs> not, not, not exclusively to that, mm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I definitely do not. You do not. No, lift? no, oh, no. Oh man, that's too bad. I know. Surprising, surprising. I, I'm, I'm like that. That, uh, that summer, that meme that you see, like, like the summer's gonna get whatever this body, you know, gives you. I'm like that. Yeah. Like, that's I, a I, good. Put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> it's a good line. Put it on a bumper sticker. I, I love it's, it. It's not an original thought. That's the, that's the problem. Okay. All right. No. Okay. It's, All right. It's like my my son uh, last week. He was he said something like smiles are hugs for your eyes. Oh. And I was like, nice. that, I was like, that's so amazing. Like, did you come up with that? He's like, nah, I saw it on TV. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I was like, this is like genius level. So like, you know. But, yeah, that would be something. Yeah, but it's a great line. Yeah, it sure is. Anyways, how well, you doing, man? Yeah, no, I am awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about the book. I love talking about music. And uh, I love your guys' show. So this is a little bit of a, cool. you know, a dream come true. Uh, so for all you aspiring artists, uh, it would be smart to like see who actually who likes your photos and then reach out to those people. That's a, that's a smart move because that's what happened. We like one of your photos and you reached out. And we're like, oh, yeah, you got the book coming out. Let's do it. So. I, that, that's, that's a valuable lesson. I it think is. We're giving away free game. That's what we're doing. <laughs> well, I think if you, you know, make a piece of art, I mean, all artists are different. For me, I really have a lot of fun sharing it. And yeah. so I, I try and find every avenue to be able to do that. So when, yeah. when you guys had given me a little Instagram love, <laughs> I, I thought, you know, like, like, like what on earth could happen? You know, how could this go wrong? They could just not answer my email, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, but here I am. I think the name itself, Press Maxim, that's not that's like your real name, right? That's, yeah. Or no. that's not like a stage. Like, stage. no, no, no. My like Steve Austin, you know, no, no. <laughs> uh, Steve Austin, that's a stage name. No, no. My name is John Prescott Maxim, but my parents have called me uh, Press They've called me Press Maxon ever yeah. since the day I was born. There you go. I'm lucky. They have a cool name. Nice. And so you grew up in Evanston, right? Well, no, no. I grew up in Deerfield. I Deerfield. was born in Evanston Hospital. Yeah. Me and Eddie Vetter were born there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that makes us basically the same brothers. <laughs> <laughs> basically. You guys are brothers. Yeah. We're basically that. brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ten years apart, uh, born there. Um, uh, so, yeah, I grew up in the northern suburbs. Um, and uh, I went, I, I've, I've, I've traveled around a little bit. I haven't stayed in the Midwest exclusively. Sure, right. But uh, yeah, I have a big affinity for the Chicagoland area. And I'm a, sort of an embarrassingly large Cub fan. That's and, awful, I'm sorry. Well, you know, it paid off. 108 years of yeah. torment oh, paid yeah. off. Uh, so, so you just became a fan like two years ago then, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I had to go there. No, that's okay. That's I'm okay. Joking. Are, you, are you a White Sox fan? I you am, just... sadly. I am. Whoa, whoa. So what do you mean sadly? I mean... Um, I mean, we're, on a, we're, 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 we're in the rebuilding. He's, he's a White Sox fan. Yeah. She's 
a white she Sox fan. Yeah, yeah, she's on the south side. She better. I, be. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to burn any bridges right now. But I'm gonna say I am also a White Sox fan. I just that's went, confusing. Well, when they don't play be the John Cubs. Cusack, don't be John Cusack, man. Don't be that guy. Well, he's, John, con- he's confused. What's wrong with John Cusack? Because he he was riding with us in 05 and then, no, then know, in yeah. 2016 he was with you guys. All I can say, man. Look, look <laughs> all I can say. I've been a Cub fan my whole life. Got it. I've, but I've, when the Sox went to this series in yeah. 05, it's not like I wanted them to lose. It was still Chicago. Like I was still like yeah. you know I didn't I, I want agree. people like you to be. Sad. I agree. Yeah, I, I was, you know, uh, not to sidetrack, but yeah, when you guys were, uh, yeah. you know, when you guys almost lost the series, I was like rooting inside. I'm like, well, yeah, this is gonna be great. Let, let me but- clarify something. <laughs> <laughs> let me clarify one thing. You said when you guys lost the series. For the record, I'm not a player on the Cubs. Fact. Can I say this? No, <laughs> fact. I, I'm gonna get into the we thing too. Like it's uh, like no, none of us has suited up for either team. No, so, right. No. Uh, but no, I, I, yeah. So the the point being, I love Chicagoland area stuff. Exactly. Like from from my upbringing here, yeah. You love Chicago so much that you build your novels around not being in Chicago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I yeah, I have a I have a, an explanation for that. Yeah, I, please do. So, yeah. so let's let's tell everyone that Pigeon is the the latest novel from you. So it's your second book that you've written. Uh, so Pigeon, it's set in what Paris, France, right? Yeah. Uh, there, there's a really interesting story behind it. A busboy <laughs> is like trying to uncover this mystery behind this. It's a, a really odd uh, championship cup. Man, that- you got it. So, yeah, so that the basic gist is there's this, uh, you know, society of billionaires, almost like a country club, but the, the trick is the sport they play, unlike a country club, it's not golf, they, they made up the sport. <laughs> They're so rich and that they... It's like Harry Potter. It's like- yeah, kind of, actually. Excuse me. They, they made up this sport... And there's a scandal in their sport, and they decide, because they're ultra-rich people, they decide, we're going to hire the greatest detective of all time to solve it. Uh, The only problem is they're billionaires. They're insanely out of touch with normal life. They accidentally hire just a busboy at a cafe. And the busboy tries to tell them, I'm not the greatest detective of all time. But they're completely tone-deaf to it. They say, like, that's exactly what... Someone who's undercover would say, like, you know, and so the busboy really tries to set him straight, (laughs) except, uh, you know, he's in the office with the club president and the club president offers him millions of euros and and introduces him to just a beautiful girl who can show him around the club and, you know, Mm. kind of be his eyes and ears and the keys to all the doors. And that leaves him kind of saying, huh, yeah, I am definitely the greatest detective of all time. And he, he accepts the challenge without any skills to actually he starts to believe it he starts to kind of believe a little bit even though he has no skills to actually solve a mystery so really the book is uh i really let my imagination kind of run wild and it was a it's about a uh kind of a young guy who he in a lot of ways he's naive he works for his parents in a cafe like he's nothing never really done anything for himself in the world and he takes the ultimate job without any qualification and right. it's about him kind of trying to do that uh that's the serious answer for him in reality it's it was just i thought what book do i want to read that would be the most fun read for me and i want to sit out and try and write that book so that's what pigeon turned into nice we're talking about press max in here on 88.7 fm wluw and then you wrote a song to accompany the book. Yeah, so, so I think it's a great segue. I, I had I wrote a song for the first book, and I and I put it out on kind of a, a video, uh, you know, a book trailer. That's a thing. 
just like there's a movie trailer. That's real. You know, that's real. That's, that's, a, good, real. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. A lot of books have it. So I, I tried it with the first one, and I'll play that song kind of to close us out because it's applicable to this also. But um, I, I've been a lifelong musician, and I love music, and uh, I spent a lot of time writing music after college. And uh, so I really thought, okay, uh, I want to do something for this book, but I, I have to, you know, lend lend a short story first. I I said I was very enthusiastic about sharing, uh, you know, my piece of art. And one of the things I got to do that was such a treat was I got to do a talk for the Alliance Française North Shore, which is a French speaking club okay. uh, for the North Shore of Chicago. This is a few months ago. Yeah. And uh, the trick was it, it had to be all in French. And I'm like a decent French speaker. Right. I'm not, you know, incredible. But I thought, okay, what? how can I make this interesting beyond, uh, you know, just beyond me going up and talking and doing slides and stuff. So I practiced for months, and I, I decided, okay, I'll try and make it multimedia, and I'll write a tune and it's the first song I'd ever tried to write in French. I mean, I've written hundreds huh. of songs. I've been in rock bands and everything, but I made it a little creative challenge for me. And I know you guys are a music show. And I wanted sure. to, I just wanted to show up as more than a talking yeah, head. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I thought if we're going viral and I'm not ready to stand on a, <laughs> I'm not ready to stand on a table, jump out a window, although the drop is about six inches out this window. I, I thought I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm you know, I'll bring a song. So um, Good for you. Know, yeah. know your audience. There right, you know. right? Know your audience. Well, you guys do a lot of rock and hip hop and stuff. Right. Yeah, this is this is out of left field. Have you ever had a song completely in French? No, no, so, this, this, okay. this is groundbreaking. Okay. We, we've done Spanish. We've done uh, oh, good. Nails okay. Against Chalkboard, but not never French. Right, performance art, hammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... yeah. We, we, we've done that, but ne never in French. You, you, I mean... so, uh, so the gist of the song, I'm about to play it. The gist of the song here is uh, it's, it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek kind of ridiculous thing. It's uh, in English. It translates to the, the title, translate to Send in the Pigeons. Okay. And it's, and it's if you're looking for truth in your life, if you're looking for inspiration if you're looking for goodness if you're yep. being treated badly yep just send in the pigeons there you go i don't i don't even know what it means <laughs> <laughs> we're talking with press maxson here on radio one chicago on 88.7 fm wluw he's gonna play a song for us in french our first here on radio one chicago groundbreaking so uh stick around we got a lot coming more at you you want to enjoy this <laughs> Is that good? Our levels are good? Sounds great. Allons-y, mes amis. Si vous cherchez Inspiration, si vous cherchez vos places de le monde, il y a une chose à faire, une chose sur le monde, il y a une chose très simple, très simplement. Vérité dans vos vies, 
Donc vous devez envoyer les pigeons si vous voulez trouver la vérité dans vos vies. Donc vous devez, si vous avez des amis qui n'est pas sympa, écoutez de vos cœurs, il est vrai, n'est-ce pas? Disez à vos amis, êtes-vous prêts pour un brouhaha? Le reproche que je vais rire, ah 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 ah, hello hello. Si vous voulez trouver la vérité dans vos vies, tant vous devez envoyer les pigeons. Si vous voulez trouver la vérité dans vos vies, tant vous devez. Si vous cherchez, qu'est-ce que vous cherchez? Je ne sais pas si vous cherchez. Qu'est-ce que vous cherchez? En pigeon est là. Si vous cherchez. Qu'est-ce que vous cherchez? En pigeon en de toi. Si vous cherchez. Qu'est-ce que vous cherchez? No budget for sound Thank effects. You. No, it's perfect. That guy, out, <laughs> he was clapping. The guy outside. That's what said. Yeah. Nice. I, I bet you he could write you some of those strings on uh, production. <laughs> oh, here it comes. That was fire. Hey, thank you. <laughs> fire. Fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Press Max in here for joining us on 88.7 FM WWE. I, I love the part where he's like, hello, L. Yeah, 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 thank you. No, that line is, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what else, everything else said, but yeah, no, I, I uh, think I'm on that. That's yeah, cool. so in English, the line before it is, uh, you know, tell your friends, are they ready for, you know, a brouhaha? Are they ready for some noise? And then the the hour is nearing where you'll be the one to laugh, ha, 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 LOL. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is the same, surprisingly, in French as it is in English. LOL, yeah. There you go. Turns out Look it's a universal that. language. Uh, <laughs> The language of text shorthand. So soon enough, we're just going to be speaking in emojis. So Gosh. You know, we're almost there. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you got your Kim K emojis updated. <laughs> um, but no, that was great, man. Thank you so Thank much you. for doing that for us. We yeah, appreciate my pleasure. it. Uh, so the, the book is out there, uh, and then you you do, you're a musician yourself. Yeah. You I, I got to ask about your blog. 
failed billion dollar business ideas. <laughs> All I need is one to work, just one. <laughs> yeah. So that was I don't know why it started. I it was started a few years ago, but the idea was to come up with just the the world's kind of worst ideas. <laughs> you know that that people might think up for for business. Do, do you have it up right now? I do. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're essentially meant to be uh, read aloud. Um, as kind of like a radio pitch. Oh, please do it then. I, I please read the the the, the V the, the VR one. All right. So this is the so this, is, this my, is a this pretty is the, recent run, right? Yeah. This, this is April. Like the you, last you need one. to come up with a horrible idea, like a new one, because you know, okay. So here is April. You're leaving so, us hanging. So the yeah the idea is you know you hear a lot of ideas that you think you know why did anybody ever dream that up you know and and <laughs> it, it, of course it failed but a lot of times when you're the creator you know when you're the writer or when you're the musician you're the artist you're blinded to the idea of a bad idea, you know, you're, you're so proud of it, you know, so this was, so this is my, <laughs> this is my blog, it's, uh, it can be found at uh, badidea.blog, um, and uh, it's kind of just another kind of writing outlet for me, so here it is, here's my latest entry, my latest bad billion dollar business idea, the virtual reality timeout corner, is your child no longer receptive to frequent timeouts? Is sending them to their room just not effective anymore? Your troubles are over. It's the real virtual reality timeout corner. Why send your child to stare at a wall when you could banish them to a fiery hellscape where they stand helplessly with serpents for arms and legs while lions who have knives for teeth gnash at their bellies? <laughs> this method works, says Meg Megalodon, estranged mother of two. <laughs> when I'm disciplining, I mean business. The message really hits home when my kid thinks he sees an army of lava-vomiting lava gargoyles attacking him with nail guns. Since it's virtual reality, online medical consultant Dick Donks explains, no physical harm comes to the child. That's the glory of it. All the damage is only mental. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is your child being too loud in a restaurant? Not listening? Whining often? Consider one of the following appropriate virtual reality punishments. Mm. Wading into an ocean at night. Ghost attacks after bedtime. Bathtub shark. <laughs> Intruder beating the family pet. Sorry, that's a bad one. Living mannequins. Call now to order and receive a second set of VR goggles for a second insolent child. Parenting just got easier. The fine print. Side effects can include temporary motion sickness, psychosis, depression, sweating, and resentment of parent. The VRTC is not responsible for costs incurred during child psychotic care counseling or divorce proceedings. Terms and conditions apply. Offer void in Maine. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's a home for you on uh, Black Mirror. Have you watched that yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that's my. That's the only piece of writing I've ever done that is, you know, really vindictive towards. Yeah. Towards. No, I can you. See that. There's nothing in Pigeon about that. <laughs> you know, the Pigeon is meant to be a sort of a like. Like I said earlier, I, I I heard Ricky Gervais say this thing about The Office where he said all I really did to set out when I wrote The Office was write my favorite television show, and that was the goal with Pigeon, yeah, you know? Um, and my first book, that was, at the time, a similar goal, but I didn't even know how to write a novel the first time. And, I, and, and that was an exercise in finding a way to, be, to have a creative voice uh, that didn't involve being a musician. The only problem, I, I love being a musician, but I didn't want to be kept out late at nights in bars. This was before, this is when smoking was still allowed in bars. And... Uh, and I wanted to do something that wasn't keeping people in, in my house. I, I have a wife and children now. And, you know, playing music, recording music in the basement till all hours is not an option. You can't right. be loud, can't make noise. So the whole idea of becoming an author and becoming a writer and starting blogs and writing novels and 
all that kind of thing, uh, became, you know, how do I find a creative outlet that is, that is me, you know, properly expressing those kind of creative uh, feelings without disrupting my regular life. Yeah. And, I, and at the time, being a musician at the time, I, I have always loved doing it, but the way I was doing it had, had run its course. Like I was in a band, we did a little bit of touring, we lived on the West Coast, and it was not a life that's respectful to, to at least, I wasn't living it respectfully to say, like, be conducive for a family, you right. know? Um, and so now I find myself, I still play music every day, and all those lessons I learned in music marketing and sharing the art and becoming a better artist have, have made me, in my opinion, probably a better prose writer, a better long-form writer, um, certainly, you know, a better marketer in terms of my own piece of artwork. Right. And that's, yeah, so all those lessons are sort of related. What, was there a moment either as a, um, as either a student, a youth, uh, when you were traveling? I, there's a lot of backstory that we're, we're not going to have time to get into. But was there a moment where you're, like, giving writing a chance or were you always receptive to writing? Yeah, good point. I mean, well, uh, I've been really writing as long as I can remember. I mean, I, I was writing little short stories as a kid and everything. I went to college to get an English degree because I loved writing and I was doing really well in those courses and I just wanted to go through college and do something that I loved to do. Sure. And as soon as I graduated college, I, I admit, I stopped writing short stories. I wrote a little bit more poetry, but not very seriously. I put so much creative energy into writing lyrics. And the, the thing with writing lyrics as opposed to writing a novel is that uh, when you're, in my opinion, when you're writing music, you know, every syllable, every actual word you're writing uh, needs to be precise down, down to the syllable because a syllable matches a note. And if you have a really nice fluid melody line that, say, only has room for seven syllables, you know, you have to choose those seven syllables sure. really wisely. And they, they have to be something that's going to that's gonna resonate and be in line with your idea for what the song is going to be. And uh, so that's where I started kind of putting all my literary energy was throwing it into, you know, writing lyrics that would appropriately convey the idea of the song while being true to the composition, the musical composition. Right. And, uh, and I loved doing that, and I still love doing that. But there came a point when I kind of said, well, I'm ready for a creative challenge. And I, I, I had written like a bunch of haiku. I'd written short stories, but I thought, what, what would happen if I tried to write a novel, you know, tried to write something that, that wasn't just syllable for syllable, mm -hmm. but hung together over 250, 300, 350 pages, um, but you, I still was bringing this mentality of, I mean, every syllable has to be almost perfect. Right. And can, am I going to be able to, to, instead of, say, taking three or four days to write a song, am I going to be able to, to take a year or two years to do a novel with that kind of attention sure. and that kind of, yeah, care? And uh, so that was the original goal, writing the first novel. And I was, I'm very proud of it. But I was, it's not as good as Pigeon. Like, I was still figuring out all those lessons. Yeah. Still finding my process. 
It's okay, you know. Like Drake, Thank you. Drake's first album wasn't great, you know. Now look at him now, so. Yeah. No, no. I, I couldn't agree more. He's <laughs> like, are you comparing me to Drake? You're like, what are you saying? No. No, well, no, no. Look, Drake and I have tons of similarities. <laughs> no, I mean, gosh, let's call it what it is. We, like, I'm basically a stunt double. We look good. That's the first thing. We well, look really good. You guys good. got the matching beard. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, I think that works. Um, uh, and then, like, you, I don't know, in, like, 15 years, we might have the same hairline. Sorry, yeah. Drake. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, you definitely looked like you could have been on Degrassi for sure. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, for sure. Yeah. And Hands I, down. Yeah. I can't, I can't speak for today because I'm married now, but I imagine we had similar success with the ladies when I was single. Oh, for I'm, sure. I'm just extrapolating. I'm assuming. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. you, I think you might have did well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely Drake level. <laughs> 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 um. All right, before we let you go, because I know you want to close out with a song. I got uh, one more. But then, but I also want to, uh, but I also want to uh, give a chance to to plug uh, where the book is at, where can people find it, and also all your social media so they can uh, oh, stay in tune yeah. with all the videos and and uh, the odd worst billion dollar ideas ever. Oh man, yeah, that billion dollar idea blog. I'm proud of that's badidea.blog. You can find me on. <laughs> on uh, that's it. You can find me at uh, Twitter at uh, at Press Maxin, uh, on Instagram, PMAX in Action, or at an author in Paris. Um, I'm on Facebook as Press Maxin Author. Um, and, of course, the book, um, if you check it out, I, I would be indebted to you forever. It's on Amazon. All you have to do is search Pigeon Press Maxin. That's P-R-E-S-M-A-X-S-O-N. And if you're ever in Paris, France, it's in Shakespeare and Company, world-famous bookstore, or it's also available from the American Library in yep. Paris. I'm going go there this favorite. weekend. I got it. I, I'll be out there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> All right, before we get to this song, quick question, uh, important question. Who has better food, Paris or Chicago? Oh, boy, boy, boy. I, you I you don't got a, that much time press, so you got to answer. I mean, I actually, I will honestly say, I know this is insane to say, uh, in, the last, in the last six months, Chicago takes the cake. I had a Chicago oh, dog oh, today yeah, yeah, yeah. at Murphy's Bleachers, and I loved it. There you go. Um, there, don't get me wrong. Paris has got great food, but I always come home. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right, uh, Press is going to take us out, but before we get out of here, a uh, shout to Alex once again for holding it down uh, with our guests, uh, Nora and Susanna from Nora's List, and then... Um, Alex, do you want to chime in and tell me once again what the name of that the brand is? Because I'm going to put Izquierdos Reservados. Press, I have zero culture in my background, so I'm trying it's to develop that. It's good. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you, Alex. Uh, Radio1Chicago.com. Uh, she's going to have the new mailbag out tomorrow. Yes. Yes, Gabe. Now it's out there. I got to do it. And then our, our super intern, Ashley, is going to have an album review up. We just put up mm-hmm. a new album review uh, from uh, Jared Rabin. That's up on Radio1Chicago.com. So brand new stuff. Social media at Radio1Chicago. So uh, we'll do it again next Thursday. Uh, we are featuring Solo Sam's new album next Thursday. So you definitely want to tune in. That's going to be exciting. Uh, so don't forget about us right here on WWE887FM. All right, Press, take us out. See you guys next week. If this didn't all convince you to check out Pigeon on Amazon, hopefully this will do the trick. It will. If you love mysteries with unpredictable twists, if you love sleight of hand, I think you'll love this. And if by chance you love Paris, France And if you'd love a cocktail or two If you can read, if you can breathe Then I've got the book for you
This Radio 1 Chicago podcast was produced by Weekend Gabe, Tony, Alex, and Hex.